Another episode of a Community That Is Fit podcast. This week, we are going to continue our discussion on recovery. Mm -hmm. Last week, we talked about kind of recovery as the big umbrella, the whole concept. This week, I think we dive into probably our top five recommendations for recovery tactics. Cool. Things that people can get really actionable about and and use on the day-to-day. Yeah, cool. Let's dive into them. Number one on the list we have is sleep. Sleep. Is hugely important for recovery. We've talked about sleep in a um, different podcast, The Four Pillars of Health. The Health Circle. The Health Circle. Yep. Um, That's one of the pillars. Huge health benefits, but also for recovery, huge. That is when our bodies rebuild. Exercise breaks your body down. It tears the muscles down. And sleep is when they rebuild. Yep. That is that is literally when we recover during sleep. Yeah, there is there is not one um, mammal, um, living organ, living mammal, all the way down. Like I know slugs aren't mammals, but even slugs have like a rest cycle. Mm. That is like every creature on the planet has some sort of a sleep, rest, recovery cycle. We need it to survive. Yeah. And especially if we're looking at it from a performance standpoint to optimize. When we sleep, that when we get into that deep sleep, that's when like we start releasing the hormones. Um, our brain says, okay, let's start rebuilding. <clears throat> we release the HGH, the testosterone, uh, the things that help our body recover yeah. and rebuild itself. So if we are chronically uh, not getting enough sleep, those things aren't getting released because we're not hitting that that deep cycle of sleep when our brain tells our body that it's okay to start doing these things. Mm-hmm. That, for most of us, looks like seven-plus hours of sleep. Now, th- again, we're talking big, broad, general concepts. There are people who can uh, recover and feel awesome on five hours. Yeah. Awesome. You are an outlier. Yes. You are not the majority of people that we're trying to speak to and cover. Yeah. Most of us somewhere between seven and nine hours um, for optimal recovery. Mm-hmm. And people who are chronically under rested right now, mm-hmm. getting just one more hour. If you're used to like five <clears> hours <throat> of sleep, we did this through our uh, very first nutrition challenge. The people who started getting just that one more hour were like, I feel like an entirely different human being. Yeah. Just getting a little bit more. Yeah. I can, I can tell a big difference between five hours and six hours. Six hours is my bare minimum to like function well. And it's cool because you, you have all these wearable technology that can track it. And if I'm, if I'm under that six hours, I can tell. Yeah. Big time. Big time. So that, that health circle that we talked about last time, we gave a lot of tips and kind of nighttime strategies to get into the sleep mode. Yep. So if you want to check that out, go back and watch that episode. A lot of good stuff on how to get into a sleep routine. Build a, r- a ritual is yeah, like huge. step number one. Yep, but huge, huge for recovery. That's why it's number one on our list. So we need, yes, absolutely. We need recovery or we need sleep for recovery. Yeah. If so, you're skipping it, that is like the low hanging fruit. That's the thing that we, yeah. can, that we can do right now. Yeah. That take, requires nothing more. Turn off the TV an hour earlier and get your ass to bed. Yeah, boom. That's number one. Number two, we have nutrition. And within that supplementation, yep. how does that play into recovery? 
this is we need you know the certain we need glycogen to refuel our muscles we need amino acids to create the building blocks for protein synthesis start rebuilding to rebuild the muscles mm -hmm. so if we are nutrient timing was an article that we put out yep. um last week yep if we are not getting the proper things throughout the day and at the right times we are missing out on a huge piece uh, for us to be able to optimize our recovery. Yeah. If we don't get the glycogen and the protein somewhere in that window of gains, you know, 10 minutes to 140 minutes or so after our workout, mm -hmm. we are missing an opportunity to um, take in the most glycogen into our muscles, which we, our bodies use for energy, Yep. right? That's the sugar, <clears throat> the carbohydrates and the protein that helps to rebuild yeah. those muscles. The problem is if we don't do both of those things, if we don't get both carbohydrates and protein, our body is going to try to break that protein down um, and it'll try to use that for energy. Yeah. That's not what we want. We think, want that protein to rebuild. Yes, that's one of the big misconceptions I see is people think the protein shake after the workout, which is great, but almost more important, you need carbs after your workout. And the way I've been explaining it to people is if your body is a vehicle during the workout, you go to empty. Yep. You, you lose all your fuel. Carbs are the fuel, not protein. That's great. Carbs will fill your tank back up and let the protein rebuild your muscles. Yeah. Protein's like the oil in yes. the engine. Yes. You need it and it will make sure that your, that your engine is running optimally. Yeah. And without it, you're, you're screwed. Right. But if you don't have gas, we're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. So supplementation, um, definitely protein and carbs post-workout. Yeah. Now, other than that, nutrition, eating a well-balanced diet of actual food is also going to get you there. You yes. can't eat candy, Snickers, pop all day and then, hey, but I take protein and carbs after my workout. Yeah. Missing the mark. Yeah. So kind of, and we've done tons of nutrition podcasts, so we don't need to dive into what nutrition looks like, but eating the real food, getting the correct macronutrients getting a good variety of micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals to help that process move along is also vital. Yep. So nutrition um, plays a huge role in how you recover and how you recover is ultimately how you can train more. Exactly. It's the name of the game. If you can recover faster, you can train more at a higher intensity. This is what the elite athletes do, right? Yeah. They're, they're focused all, as much, if not more on their recovery mm -hmm. as they are on how hard they train. Yeah. It's that like, for every one hour of training, they do 30 minutes of recovery. Now, for nutrition, um, this looks like, uh, I like the micronutrient thing. A couple of actionable things. One thing that I do now, and I got this from Aubrey Marcus's book, Own the Day. First thing in the morning when I wake up, it's three grams of sea salt, some lemon juice, in a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. It's getting those electrolytes and replenishing. It's those little things yeah. and these little wins throughout the day. It's not making coffee the very first thing because mm -hmm. that caffeine is just a dehydrant, mm -hmm. right? It's these, okay, what little itty bitty things can we do? It's, it's uh, I really like Ryan Fisher's earn your carbs thing, Yeah. right? Dude, if you don't work out today, if it's totally a rest day, not going into the gym, you do not need 250 <laughs> grams of carbohydrates yeah. like you do on an intense training day. Right. So maybe your breakfast, if you're, a, if you're an evening exerciser, maybe your breakfast looks more high, fa high fat because that's going to sustain you throughout the day and you're not yeah. going to be ravenous. And now you're not writing like the blood sugar, the ups and downs of the carbohydrate 
cycle. Yep. If you're eating nothing but bananas, oatmeal, yogurt at breakfast, that may seem like a reasonable choice, but your carbs, carbs, and carbs. So you're gonna jack that blood sugar up, yep. insulin's gonna get released, you're eventually gonna crash, you're gonna get hangry, you're gonna do it all over at lunch. Yep. And on top of that, you're not going to recover well. Right. So if you're looking for a performance benefit from it, dude, if you're not in a good headspace, you don't feel good, you're riding the highs and lows of blood sugar, you're not recovering very well anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right. We, we could sleep all that we want. If we're doing that, we're missing another huge opportunity. Yeah. The one, sleep, two, nutrition. Three. Pretty, pretty basic so far. Yes, but easy peasy. Crazy. But it's, again, it's the low-hanging fruit. It's the most yes. easily changeable things. If, you, if people did those two things really, really, really well, you'd be ahead of 90% of people. 100%. Yep, 90%, 100%. 90%, 100%. So number three, um, some body work. Yep. This could be a lot of different things. Could look like having a massage therapist getting massages. Could look like self-myofascial release with a foam roller or a lacrosse ball, um, acupuncture, body work, stuff like that. Yeah. But I see like the compacts falling. Compacts yeah. or eat like uh, e-stim e units. Yep. The, the under this as well, mm -hmm. right? We're trying the voodoo to floss voodoo bands. flossing. Yep. yep. There is a lot of really good things that can come from, from this body work. Yeah. And if you're like, I, I can't, you know, I can't pay, you know, $70, $100, $90 or whatever for a massage yep. every week. Okay, cool. Do it yourself. Yeah. Something is better than nothing. Yep. Right. You can absolutely foam roll for 10 minutes a day. Yep and put yourself in a better position mm -hmm. uh, than you would be otherwise. Yeah, everybody's got those tight spots. Yeah, I got I get the knots in my back or my calves or grab a barbell and smash it. Yeah. Grab a lacrosse ball and roll that out. If your lats are tight, foam roll. That is huge for getting all the junk out of the muscles for lack of a better term. Yep. And letting them start that recovery process again. Yes. So body work. Tons of different ways that you can do it. Some of our favorites, like we said, massages, foam rolling, balls, um, Easton. Mm -hmm. Cool. Next one, stretching, mobility drills. For us, this looks a lot like Ramwad, having dedicated things that we're working on. A lot of people, their main kind of excuse, I'm going to say, when we come into this thing is, oh, I, I'm just, I'm just tight. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm tight and I've always been tight. Yep. Okay. I, active life. I saw this. Are you tight or are you stiff? Mm. Are you chronically stiff is the question. Okay. You're, you're stiff because we spend eight hours a day at a desk like this over the phone, over the keyboard, over the dinner plate. Um, and then we have done that for one, three, five, ten years, mm -hmm. and now we come into a space like this where we're going to ask you to hold something up over your head, and you're like, oh, I can't do that. I'm too tight. And wrong. You're stiff. Mm -hmm. How do we relieve that? <clears throat> we need to do some active flexibility and mobility work. Yep. Flexibility is one of the ten general physical skills, like yeah. one of CrossFit's things. It's yeah. one of the things that gets left out. Nobody looks at, like, coming in and spending an hour working on flexibility as a, as their training day. Yeah. When a lot of people would benefit probably more from making that a training day than not. 
absolutely. And this is a great way to feed into now an active recovery day. Mm -hmm. If you are spending one day a week, 40 minutes, 50 minutes of stretching mobility work, yeah. and you come to me and say, you know what, I just don't feel like I got some good fitness in today. I'm gonna to question everything you just did for the last 40 or 50 minutes. <laughs> because 10 minutes of serious stretching, whoops my butt. Yes, yeah, and this isn't stretching like the old, hold this pose for 10 seconds, hold yes. this next one for 10 seconds. This is some deep stretching, holding one stretch for minutes. Yes. That's how you get really deep into the joints and get them to, to loosen up. You didn't get tight over two week period. You got tight over your freaking life. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna take two weeks to get you loosened up. It's gonna take a long time and a lot of dedicated holds. And it was something that I struggled with when I came into the CrossFit world. I was very internally rotated, very tight so much, I couldn't put a bar over, empty bar over my head and squat it. And I had to take a lot, a lot of time doing some deep, deep stretching. In the hole, like, I don't have, I don't have time to work out, I have to go. If you don't have time for the workout, I guarantee at home, after dinner, there's some point where you're resting, you're watching your show, you're watching TV. Great. In between, you're showing commercials. Just get down there and stretch. Five minutes before bed. During your show, stretch. Five minutes when you wake up in the morning. Set your alarm ten minutes earlier. Get up and do some deep stretching. Or don't hit the snooze, yeah. rather. Don't hit the snooze 17 times. you got an hour exactly. that you could be stretching. <laughs> and that is, that is crucial. Crucial for recovery, crucial for injury prevention, crucial for getting in the right positions during the exercises. Which will help mitigate the like the soreness, the yeah. fatigue, the potential for injury. Yeah. Just by having the flexibility to one, get in the position and the mobility to maintain it throughout the exercise. Yeah. That's what's so great about round one. That's why we offer it is because it gives you you don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's like coming to class. You don't have to think about what the workout is. It's there for you. Yep. It's a service that we both offer and man, use it. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Takes us to numero cinco. The fifth. The fifth and final recovery tactic. We're going to use things like um, baths or temperature change, contrast showers. Epsom salt baths are one of hot my tubs. favorite things to do. Hot tubs. I know you love hot tubs. You love you a hot tub. <laughs> One of the things that um, that I do in the morning now is take a normal shower, mm -hmm. right? And then it's three minutes of cold immersion with yep. some like Wim Hof breathing. That is a recovery tactic yep. that I use. It also just really, you know, that little bit of adversity helps set you up for a better day in my opinion. Oh yeah. Because don't nobody look forward to turning the cold water on yeah. after, a, after a warm shower, especially yeah. when it's like 30 degrees outside. Yeah. That's cool, facing, like, putting yourself in a challenging situation first thing in the morning and getting through it. Yeah. Just set you up mentally. It's a small win. Yeah, it is a small win. Besides that, it helps to boost the immune system, helps to start promote that recovery process. Mm -hmm. Contrast showers, things like cryotherapy, <clears throat> um, kind of restrict the muscles and then open them back up, promoting more blood flow. It's using heat when your knee aches as opposed to because it helps promote the inflammatory process mm -hmm. and really jack up the heat, the healing, as opposed to using ice, which we know now, um, the guy who came up with ice, we, we did this on a Q&A one, um, 
said that we got it all wrong. Yeah, I was wrong. We got the rice thing wrong. Stop icing, stop using it for everything. It's really great at numbing pain in an area, but not so much at helping you recover. Yep. All it does is start to um, contract and push fluid out of the area. And then what happens when we heat back up, right? Fluid comes back yep. in and in force, yeah. right? So it can actually create more swelling in the area. Yeah. I really like the contrast bath thing. I remember, I remember reading a book, Bill Romanowski, he was a NFL player back in the day, a bad dude, I think for the Raiders maybe. But I was reading his book and he used to do contrast baths, really, really hot, basically a hot tub and do an ice bath mm -hmm. for certain, you know, minutes back and forth. And he said in there, you know, if you can't afford a hot tub and an ice bath, do it in your shower, just sure. like you said. Hot shower and a really cold shower. I think that's awesome. And getting into water in general is really good, like a, a bath, a pool, a lake. It, it allows a body to drain the lactic acid when you're in water. And I, for me, it's mental recovery. Mm. I love just like being in a, in a lake or in pool or something. So any type of bath I think is good. Yep. Have some salt baths. A lot of people really like those. Yep. Uh, using some magnesium, the best way for our bodies to uptake mag magnesium is, is topical. Using some mm -hmm. sort of lotion through the Epsom salt, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are five things that we could do today yeah. to be able to use this fitness thing, exercise five to six days a week, because that's what we're looking for. Yeah. The more time that we can, the more days a week that we can see you in the gym, we can start to, again, start to guarantee your fitness results. Yeah. Because we now have a, a medium to have that broader, bigger general conversation about things <clears> like <throat> nutrition, right? We can have, hey, how's everything going? How are you doing with this thing? If I only see you three days a week, I'm assuming that you are probably not spending the other 165 hours of that week prioritizing your, your fitness, mm -hmm. right? You're making this, a, you're trying to check a box on this thing. I get it, dude. Some people are super busy. Three days a week is all that they can do. But if you are doing only three days a week because you're so beat up and you're so tired those other days, start incorporating some of these recovery tactics yeah. and strategies, and hopefully the result will be we see you more often. Yeah. yeah. I, I heard a quote. I don't remember who it was from, but it, they say you're not overtrained, you're under-recovered. I awesome. like that. Me too. You're not, you're not too beat up. You are under-recovered. You're not recovering properly. So let's figure out how. And these top five things, dude, they're – Stuff you could implement today. It like, doesn't take anything. It doesn't take anything. The, you, the only thing that you, <clears throat> if you want to, like, if financially, is Epsom salt. Yeah. You can get, like, a $6 bag of, of salt that'll yeah. last you four or five showers. Yeah. And we've played with all of these. I know both of us have done something in each of these categories. So if you guys have questions, want to dive into them a little bit deeper, come talk to us and let's get recovered. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. Okay. That was a beautiful episode. Cool. This is. Cody and Seth and we'll see you at the gyms.